Hi there and welcome to the Adventures with Jesus Today podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Vandenberg, and today we're going to be talking about how to know what God wants you to do. It must be such a well-asked question, right? God, what do you want me to do? We've all asked that question in quiet voices and in loud voices and in peace and in frustration <laughs> many, many, many times. Well, I was talking to a client last week. And we were just reminiscing over the time that we've been coaching together. And she was saying how much her thinking has changed over the time. And I looked at her face and I confirmed to her that at the beginning, her face was worried and so concerned about how she could hear God. And now she has this huge smile on her face every time she comes for a session and she's just hearing God more and more and more. So our conversation turned to, well, how do you know what God wants you to do? You know, part of it is hearing his voice, but how do you know the timing and what it looks like? And, you know, questions that we all ask ask. And those questions come from a place of just genuinely wanting to do what he says, wanting to love on him, wanting to have his guidance and his leading, wanting to have uh, his protection and his favor. So it comes from this pure heart that says, Lord, I don't want to do things my way. I want to hear from you. I want to be led and guided by you. And so it's a, just a beautiful place. So, of course, as we were talking about uh, thinking in a different way, you go naturally to the verses in Romans 12, 1 and 2 that talk about a transformed mind. And as we were sitting there unpacking these verses, I, I love sitting and actually taking a verse piece by piece by piece and really asking the Holy Spirit to explain it to us and then show us how to live it in everyday life. So we took Romans 12, 1 and 2 and one of the first things I always recommend to my clients is to find a version that resonates with you. Find a version that you can um, really feel, that you can say, ah, yes, I could, I could see myself living that, right? Because words are important and they help us to be able to visualize what was going on at the time, so what, what was being said in the Bible, but then also how we can walk it out in our lives now. And if the words are too difficult to understand, um, in phrases and sentences that don't make sense to you, then it's very much more difficult to apply it in your life, right? So I said to her, find a version that resonates with you. And we went to the Passion Translation and the Message Translation. So this is the Passage Translation. It says, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to be His sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think, because this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Such beautiful language, right? And then we went and had a look at the message version. And the message version says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best in you and develops well-formed maturity in you. 
And so between these two verses, this beautiful picture began to emerge. And as she was starting to speak, she'd say something and it would spark me off and I'd say something and the Holy Spirit was just leading the two of us in this dance. And it's something that I absolutely love about us as the body of Christ is that each one of us is given a little piece of the puzzle. And as we get together and let the Holy Spirit help and lead us, we help each other to form the bigger picture. So she started off and she said, you know what? It's, it's as if you're standing in the checkout line and you've got your groceries and you're coming up to the checkout and you get there and the clerk says to you, oh, you can just go straight and pack your groceries in the bag because somebody already paid your grocery bill. Now, imagine that. How would you feel? It's like, who was it? Where are they? Can I thank them? Who would do this for me? Is it a stranger? And the checkout uh, person looks at you and says, no, no, no. He said his name was Jesus, and he said it's already paid for. You can just go straight through. Now, how silly would it be for us to try and then double pay for the groceries? (laughs) All we get to say is thank you, right? And this feeling of huge gratitude would well up in our hearts for this guy who paid our grocery bill. And that's the first part of Romans 12, 1 there. It says, when you start with gratitude from all that he's done with you, done for you, His mercies. In the Passion, it says, Beloved friends, what should our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? The most beautiful things He's done for us. The fact that God wanted us back home. The fact that Jesus then paid the price at checkout. The fact that the Holy Spirit's waiting the other side of checkout to show us how to live and to help us to do so. And so as she was speaking, I said to her, then the Holy Spirit gave me a piece. And he said, you know what? It's as if you walk to the checkout, a full grown person. But by the time you get to the end of the checkout, once the whole process has been paid, you're actually a little baby again, right? Because the Bible says that we are born again, that we, we become little and we get, we get fed with the milk of the word and then we get, move on to the meat of the word. And it's as if the Holy Spirit's waiting at the end of the checkout, to pick us up, to delight in us and pick us up like we're a little baby. That the Father just comes and scoops us up and puts us on his chest and loves on us because we're back home. Because we said yes and we're back home now. (laughs) So close to his heart and Jesus is celebrating in the background going, yes, they said yes to what I paid for. And they actually accepted it and walked through the checkout. So then, of course, as we grow, um, as, we, as we get to that place, we're at the other side of the ticket and we're so grateful for what he's done. The natural result is that we want to give our everyday life to him, that we want to walk with him, right? So it's to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. And in the message, he says, take your everyday, ordinary, sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life with God helping you and place it before God as an offering because embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. So you can imagine as you get to the other side of the checkout and your papa picks you up, your abba picks you up and so delighted to have you as a child, the natural result is that we're so grateful that we want to give our everyday life to him. And that's what it means to surrender ourselves. That's what it means to give ourselves as a living sacrifice. Because we want to worship him. We want to be with him because he's been so good to us. 
And so then it says, it goes on to say, so stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. So when we get to be the little baby at the other side of checkout, we don't try and go back through the lane and go back into the supermarket to try and see how things were done then. That's the old man. We are a new creation. Why would we want to go back to see the way things were done before we were saved? And why would we want to copy them when we've experienced such love and acceptance and beauty this side, the other side of the checker? Why would we want to go back into the supermarket, right? It just doesn't make sense. So just stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. So as we sat there looking at each other, we realized that we think that we have to do the work. So many of our opinions about uh, the Christian life, so many of the way we think about things is that we're, we're broken and we have to be fixed. And there's no such thing. The Bible is very clear. It says that you are a new creation. The old man is gone and you are a new creation. So as we go from being a baby to a toddler and we go through all of these stages of growth as the Holy Spirit helps us to be able to grow, this is how he helps us. It says, let the Holy Spirit transform you by the renewing, total reformation of how you think, by the renewing of your mind. Our part is to say yes. Our part is to come through the checkout, accept the sacrifice of Jesus, accept how he paid for it, put our little arms up and let the Father pick us up and let the Holy Spirit be our tutor and our teacher. And just like you do with a little child, when they get up, they try and you're, you're beta breath and you're going, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. <laughs> and the little one tries over and over and over again. Boop, they fall on their bum. And then you just go, no problem. Come, let's try again. Let's try again. Right? There's no condemnation. There's no shouting at you because you couldn't stand on your own two legs. There's no like, get up, you stupid baby. You. None of that happens. None of that happens. We just patiently watch them try again. And actually, the um, emotion that we feel is one of cheerleading and cheering them on. And then when they actually get to stand on their little leggies for the first time, <laughs> and they're all wobbling and unsure, they look at us and we go mad and we celebrate. <laughs> Because they're able to stand on their feet, right? And similarly, as they put one little foot in front of the other and they begin to walk. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit is like with us. He champions us to our greatness. He champions us to go from the stage of baby to the stage of toddler to the stage of young child. He encourages us to go forward and become more like Jesus. To be transformed by the renewing of our minds, right? Because why would we want to crawl back to the other side of the checkout? It's just there's nothing there anymore that's attractive because now we get to be in this whole new place. And so as we say yes to that transformation, as we say yes to the Holy Spirit helping us, then he is the one that helps us to go through this total reformation of how we think. And as a result of that, it empowers us to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life satisfying and perfect in his eyes. 
It's the result of letting the Holy Spirit help our minds to be transformed, to help us grow up into the full stature of Christ, to help us become more like Christ. As we let him do us, do that for us, it empowers us to discern God's will as we live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. It's his help and our yes and the process of maturity that helps us to understand what it is that God wants. In the message, it says, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And so this is the invitation, is for us to say yes and the Holy Spirit to have this opportunity to help us grow into maturity. And so often we get these verses swapped the other way around and we ask the question, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? What does it look like? And we're actually not following this four-step process that he's put in place. He's so kind. He's so kind. He gives us the grace to be able to go, hey, look, here are the four steps to be able to understand what I want from you, what the next steps are. Start from gratitude for all that I've done for me, because a grateful, he knows that a grateful heart looks to him and is no longer concerned about the circumstances around us, right? And the natural result of that grateful heart is that we want to give our everyday life to him, because then we're in a place where we want to hear from him. We want to know what he wants to say. It's beautiful. It doesn't come from fear. It doesn't come from striving. None of that stuff. It just comes from this beautiful place of wanting to hear him and walk through life with him because of what he's done for us. Then the next step is that because of that, we don't want to take our cues from the life and culture around us anymore. Why, why would we want to go back to that? What is in front of us is so glorious that that's what we want. And we do this all by letting the Holy Spirit help us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the natural result of this gratitude, this helping us to mature, this giving ourselves as a living sacrifice to him, the natural result of that is that we'll know what God's will is. (laughs) And we get to live this beautiful life with him and in front of him because of this whole process. So next time you find yourself shaking your fist at heaven and going, God, what do you want me to do? God, why aren't you talking to me? Remember to go back to this beautiful four step, four steps that God gives us to maturity, four steps to be able to know his will and to find out what he wants for us. Because as we do these, it becomes a pattern of living and a pattern of life that we get to delight in him as he delights in us. The Holy Spirit helps us. We no longer think the way we used to think and we're no longer trying to fix ourselves because we're just going forward with the Holy Spirit towards all that is in the promise of the new man. Ah, so so much encouragement and hope. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I'm more and more fascinated by how much the Trinity are on our side and want to help us, even giving us practical steps like this in Romans 12, 1 and 2. So I encourage you to go away and study these verses and say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you unpack this for me? What does this look like in your and my everyday life? How do I get to show you gratitude? What does that look like? Unpack the story for me, Holy Spirit, and let him lead you on an encounter with the love of God yourself, with all that Jesus paid for and how much the Holy Spirit is on your side wanting to help you every moment of the day. I love walking through these scenarios with my clients. So I encourage you to come across to awjtoday.com, book an appointment. Let's help you unpack the things that are happening in your life so that you can go forward with the Holy Spirit into all the amazing things that the invitation of Jesus has for you. 
So as always, Jesus is inviting you on an adventure today. Will you accept?